Hello and welcome to the always. Nope. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Forever Reader Always a Student podcast, where I talk about my reading and academic adventures. Here is episode one, and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan, and this is the first episode of the Forever Reader Always a Student podcast. And today is a very exciting day because I'm going to be introducing myself um, and talking about some of my bookish journeys as well as my academic journeys as this is the first episode. And so um, I wanted to keep the first episode kind of light and not go too in-depth yet, but as the podcast goes along, I will be talking super in-depth about the books I read, the pedagogical theories that I'm learning, and just more of the bookish and academic journeys that I go on throughout um, throughout this time of university and things like that. So I'm going to start with... Let's see probably sounded bad um hold on a second all right so i'm going to be starting with the book that got me into reading or more like the books that got me into reading the earliest memory that i can have of reading is reading the amelia bedelia books by peggy something i can't remember her name and now i feel bad but i absolutely loved the amelia bedelia books but the one that I have the uh, most attachment with or the most sentimental feelings of is the Amelia Bedelia book where she bakes a sponge cake um, from a real sponge. She just does things all wrong and yet they still keep her on as a maid and I just thought those were so funny and I ordered so many of them in the scholastic little... Um, subscription kind of things. I can't remember what they were called, but they passed them out in school when I was in elementary school. And I also loved the um, Kevin Hankey's books with Chrysanthemum and all the little mouse uh, characters. There was Chrysanthemum, there was Wimberly Worried, there was, what else was there? There's the ones that are coming to mind, but I absolutely love those and then once I kind of got into fourth and fifth grade that's when I started reading longer books but you might be surprised by the fact that I have never finished uh, Harry Potter I was not one of those kids who read it in elementary school or even in middle school or high school it just wasn't my thing and my parents never forced me to read it and I just it never came into my hands whilst I was in elementary school or any of the grades above that. And so I found love for the Geronimo Stilton books. I love the My Sister's Vampire books. I loved just all those ones, but it never was Harry Potter. So I would say those books, those are the books that got me into reading. And I am so grateful for that because reading has brought so many amazing experiences into my life without even getting up from my chair but also more than that making friends because 
we both like the same book or just we both watch the same person on YouTube who talked about books and I feel like books just create such a strong connection between you and so many other people even if you don't get the chance to meet them in person you can still talk about books online or you can even exchange letters if um, you two are up for that and it's just a really really amazing thing to have such an affinity for and I'm so glad that I do. Um, so moving on from the book that got me into reading, I'm going to talk about my favorite genres because I am very consistent with the genre that, with the genres that I like. I tend to stick with just a few and not really go out of my comfort zone. So my favorite genre, I would have to say, is literary fiction or that tends to go into contemporary fiction with young adult books. Um, also, you know, the literary fiction with adult books. Um, I love that. I love historical fiction. Those two are probably my favorite, I would say. Um, I just love real life stories and I feel like I can connect more that way with the characters rather than a fantastical book. Um, and I think that makes me a hardcore character or reading books for the characters rather than plot. I do appreciate a plot like I would like there to be um, a strong plot as well as strong characters, but if I have to sacrifice one over the other, it's definitely going to be plot over characters. Um, so that's that on that. I have read a lot of fantasy books. I've read the Throne of Glass series. I've read the... Now, every other series is not coming to my mind that I read. I read The Selection. I've read the... Why can't I think of any other series? The A Court of Thorns and Roses series. I read um, a bunch of Dystopians on Wine by Neil Schusterman. Oh, Scythe I've read. So I have delved into the fantasy and dystopian and a little bit of science fiction, but really not that much just because I like to read about real life um, occurrences and things like that. So that's me in terms of the genres that I read. I'm assuming that you're probably wondering what my favorite books are. That is what I'm going to be delving into in the next episode, but I will give you my um, most favorite book of all time, my number one, and that is Looking for Alaska by John Green. That may be able to tell you a little about a little bit about me, but we'll see and stay tuned for that next episode. Alright, so now I'm going to go into my most recent read, and that was, and now I'm going to be going into my most recent read, and that was What We Lost by Zinzi Clemens. I unfortunately did not enjoy this book. I read it because I am a part of the Fiction Matters book club, and I just joined this month, or at the tail end of last month, so I've only been able to pick up one book. And that was what we lost. Unfortunately, it just, I didn't really connect to any aspect of it. We follow our main character, Tandi, who is from South Africa. And she is dealing with the loss of her mother as we see her mother die. As we also see her succumbing to the illness that is cancer, the disease that is cancer, and it's told in a series of vignettes, so we get bits and pieces from different moments in her life, and I, in Tandi's life, and I just felt 
like it seemed extremely just uh like that it felt extremely disjointed i really didn't see any connection between one aspect of the story and a another even though the seemingly obvious thread was grief it just felt very disjointed and jagged to me and I just didn't really like it and I'm sorry if you do but I it just wasn't my favorite that's okay it's fine I am excited to discuss it with others though at the end of the month and just see what everyone else thought about it because I feel like I am in the minority of disliking the book but that was what we lost by Zinzi Clemens so now I'm going to go into my current read, which is actually a reread, and it's a book that I read in either 7th or 8th grade, and I was about to give it away to a friend because I was unhauling some books, and I decided, you know what, I don't remember anything that happened in this book, and I haven't read the second one, and I do have the second one, so I'm going to reread this and see if I still enjoy it, if it holds up for me four or five years later and that book is dream a little dream by kirsten gear so i am a little over 100 pages into it and it's so fun it's about this girl named Liv, and she has recently been forced to move to england after she's lived in a bunch of different places because her mom does not like to stay in one place her mom is an academic she's a professor and she recently has been offered a job at Oxford so she forces her and her sister Mia to move to London but that's not the only reason it's also because she's been seeing this guy and they are moving in together so the kids have to come along and after the first night of meeting the guy and um, his children she has a weird dream of going to the cemetery and for some reason she sees um the boy that she met who is the son of the guy that the mom is dating i cannot remember anyone's name i apologize so that's weird and when she wakes up she remembers every single aspect of that dream which normally doesn't happen for her she has been known for having vivid dreams but she really doesn't remember any minute or even large details from the dream so this is very uncharacteristic of her and the even weirder thing is that the boy that she saw in her dream also remembers the dream as well so that's where i have left off and it's just super fun the writing is very uh the writing is very fluffy and just not too heavy which is really nice after reading a book about grief i think it's fun to separate the um the genres a little bit I also wanted to say on the basis of the what we lost front i think a book that deals with grief better even if it's not someone who's dying from cancer which i understand can be a niche um audience because um i just understand that it can be a niche audience trying to find um a book character that you can relate to as who has gone through the same thing but the book that i enjoyed better was the mothers by Britt bennett i had recently read this on my kindle and i loved it we follow a bunch of characters pretty much but the main story starts with a girl 
getting an abortion and we see how that affects not only her but the boy who she had the relationship with and the reason why she needed to get an abortion and we just follow all of those characters and how they intersect and how the abortion affects not only the mother but also the father and it was just very good it deals with grief in a very uh, suitable way um, and it just deals with a bunch of heavy topics and I just thought that was um, a book that suited me better and my taste better. So now we are going to move on to the more academic portion of this podcast, the student uh, podcast portion. Yay! Um, so I am a first year I am a first year student in university and I am currently an English major with a focus of secondary education and a history teaching minor. So what that means is I will be teaching high school, preferably um, 11th grade and above, and I will be teaching English as well as history. So that's kind of my strong point in academia. Science is not my thing, math isn't my thing, so if you're looking for that, sorry, this is not the right podcast for you. But if you love to read and you love history, this is great. Or even if you don't like history and you just like reading, this is a great thing for you as well. So I wanted to tell the story of how I decided I wanted to be a teacher because I think it can help those who are still trying to find their way in the career world, even if they're just entering university or, or are in high school and just trying to figure out what they wanted to do. So when I was in elementary school, I honestly thought I was going to be a teacher. I saw all the teachers around me and just thought that's what I wanted to do. I love the fact that they got to write on a whiteboard and grade papers and just have this immense um, capacity for knowledge. And the fact that they just had this immense capacity for knowledge really made me gravitate towards the education world. After elementary school, I didn't want to do that anymore. I fell in love with reading, and I wanted to be in the publishing industry. And looking back now, that is so crazy and ambitious of me because the publishing industry is an extremely hard industry to even crack and dip your toes into. So I'm so thankful that 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 is not the route that I'm going now. But um, yeah, publishing was my dream for a really long time. I wanted to go to New York and work at Penguin Random House. And then I wanted to move to England and work at Penguin. Um, And that was just my dream for so, so, so long until I realized I don't really like New York that much. And I don't really like the big city. So London and um, New York were kind of off for me. I just discovered that I like a more kind of homely base rather than a city. So then before I discovered that actually I wanted to be a journalist. I was obsessed with journalism. I love concrete facts. I love just learning about people and being able to tell the stories that they may not have necessarily been able to tell themselves and I just love that. I even Um, joined newspaper within my last year of high school. We actually had to 
start up the newspaper again that hadn't been running for four years because I was so invested in this dream career of journalism that I believed I would have. So that brings me back to the not loving the city part. I went to New York for a internship for journalism and I didn't like it to say the least. It just wasn't for me. I didn't like how fast paced it was. I didn't like how everything was moving so so quickly and I couldn't really seem to catch my breath. So I decided maybe journalism isn't going to be the way I want to go. And that brought me back to teaching. I um, was kind of the mentor within uh, within newspaper and so that just really um, brought back that love of having this immense knowledge and giving that to others who just don't have that or haven't learned that yet and I love that and I loved being able to write on the whiteboard again and just all those things that come with being a teacher and I just knew that that was going to be the right place for me. Also, I think it's very difficult for students to feel like they have a place within the classroom and I just felt this immense passion for letting students know that this an academic setting can be your place. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be unwelcoming. It can be warm and a calm place to be and I just really wanted to invest my time in that and I'm so glad that is the path that I'm continuing to take. Um, I also had an amazing teacher in 10th grade and um, an English teacher and she just changed my life so I just am happy where I landed. Um, now I guess I kind of already answered this question of what academia means to me but I have found such a solace within facts and within words and that may seem kind of weird but I think as the famous quote goes, knowledge is power, but also knowledge is a sense of serenity for me and just knowing that anyone can have that basis of knowledge and just moving forward from that and teaching others and learning new things. Learning and education is an immense, um, is an immense thing, is just, um, Education is just so valuable, even with in the 21st century when we can get something at the tip of our fingers with Google. Um, I think education is such a rare commodity, honestly. Still now in the 21st century, people still don't receive a proper education. And I believe, as I hope a lot of others do, that that needs to change and it needs to be valued more teachers need to be valued more and just oh that's a whole spiel for another day and I'm not gonna go into that right now but um yeah education and academia are just so important for me and so important for so many others and I'm just excited to share that passion with you now I'm going to move into some fun facts about me as this is the first episode and I just wanted to say some fun things about me so you guys can learn about me more. So 
to start off, I am an Enneagram 6 wing 5, which I think some of you will enjoy. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, it's a personality test similar to the Myers-Briggs personality test, except there are only um, 9 types instead of, I believe, the 14, so you get a greater sense of your personality. And so I am the loyalist as well as the investigator. So if you can see, I like facts and I am pretty loyal to those around me and I appreciate loyalty. I'm also a Myers-Briggs um, ISFJ, which is the defender, which fits in with my type 6 personality. So I... Um, Moving on to something, as you can probably guess from my Myers-Briggs type, I am an introvert through and through. There is absolutely no part of me that is extroverted. I can tell you that right now. Um, I just love recharging by myself and just having moments of peace with myself rather than looking to find those moments of peace with um, others around me. Next, I am going to talk about one of my other passions besides academia and reading or teaching and reading, and that is musical theater. I love theater so, 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 so much, uh, specifically musical theater. I participated in high school theater for four years. I did 11 shows, and I didn't act or anything like that. I actually did the hair and makeup, and being one year out of high school, I do miss it. Um, and it just brought me so much happiness throughout those four years of high school. Um, we did shows like, what, why can't I think of anything? We did Sister Act, we did Fiddler on the Roof, 1984, which was my favorite. And I just love theater so much. My favorite musical of all time is The Last Five Years. The creator is Jason Robert Brown. And I can sing, not well, but I can sing every single song from that musical. Um, I love it so much. The movie is great, um, if not a little bit confusing at your first watch. But if you watch it a few more times, I promise you, you will fall in love with it. It is sad and just and all those things we follow Jamie and Kathy as they are going through a divorce after being married for five years and Kathy tells a story in reverse chronological order where we start at the divorce and Jamie tells it in chronological order where they first meet and let me tell you if you want to cry listen to that musical it's great Alright, so that brings us to the end of the first episode of Forever Reader, Always a Student. I hope you enjoyed hearing me talk about myself. Um, and just remember that next, week, next week's episode is going to be all about my favorite books and a pedagogical theory called The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And if you're a teacher or an education student, you're gonna love the next episode. So I will see you guys next time, or you guys will hear me next time, and I hope you enjoyed, and have a good day. Bye!